men rising up to end the silence around us about the chains that bind us to dispel the darkness of illusion with luminous spiritual technologies to finally become the hero within us all welcome this is arise the honest man's podcast my name is karuna avatar and with me is jai jagannath jai girdari and virabhadra ram <laughs> welcome gentlemen um jai girdari and virabhadra ram are very close friends of mine personally i had the privilege to work under them at the bhakti center i wouldn't say i say under them because it was technically under them but the mood that they created there was family and they became very much like family even though i resisted it because i don't like emotions and stuff i tried my best to resist it but they are very irresistible personalities um vera was the leader there for about 5 years and jaya giri dari also and they were largely responsible for this period of just blossoming that happened in bhakti center it was a very amazing period and i was very fortunate to get the last two and a half three years of that period um the period before the lockdown and they were largely um their success was their their personalities themselves but i also personally contribute their success in the bhakti center to their relationship with their now wives at the time before there was their wives and these four personalities vera and diana and jayagiri dharan shama they were kind of like the nucleus of the bhakti center and kind of the the catalyst for the blossoming that ended up happening there which is kind of famous even in our own devotional community and so we thought you guys can offer us a lot of insight about conscious relationships because you guys participate in one and your conscious relationship happened to be a strong source of the blossoming that we saw happen in the bhakti center and so we hope that you guys can offer some wisdom surrounding that for a lot of the gentlemen out there who would be looking for a conscious relationship but have some trepidation about entering into one not knowing what qualifications they might need to enter into one what criteria they should be looking for and so we hope to kind of flesh some of that out in this particular podcast for those gentlemen some of us gentlemen like myself will probably end up being in the bachelor pad for the rest of the life it's just something i have to come in terms with <laughs> but there are many other and i think the general guys you know looking for a conscious relationship if at all possible so we we want to hear your wisdom thank you so much for coming on here and being able to offer that hadi 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 thanks for thanks for having us jai and karuna i'm grateful to be here good to see you vera <laughs> I really live 10 minutes apart. <laughs> okay, I usually open up each episode with like a philosophical sort of question just to get the ball rolling as a sort of icebreaker. Now, Bhaktivedanta Swami, through the Prabhupada, he is once noted for saying, maybe he was referencing Gandhi, I can't remember, but he was once noted for saying that in India, they love the girl that they marry. and in the west they marry the girl that they love mm. and he kind of draws this distinction between in the west a strong emphasis on love like romantic love as a motivating factor for entering into a relationship in the west in the east is more like this is my duty mm. i i have to get married and then through the performance of duty there's a development of love i'm curious about what your experience has been <laughs> with this You know because you guys are devotees but you're also like we grew up in the mainstream culture so we 
our notions of relationship of romantic love is basically romantic, like love is the, the all important point. Whereas we hear this other side where it's like, no, duty is the all important point and love will come out of that. So I kind of want to see what was your approach to relationship and how do you actually experience that, this particular statement? Or maybe your understanding of this statement and your, and, and your experience in relationship to it. Vera. <laughs> there, you are my elders. I'm, defer I'm deferring to you. This, one, this mean, one's going to get heated quick. Well, I, I could just say off the bat, I mean, for those that don't know, Jai has been, Jai Girdhar has been a huge inspiration, also, but huge inspiration in unconscious relationships. And um, if we're talking about our, our marriage and our partnership today, I, you know, I, I had a crush on Diana when I was a little kid. We were little kids. We had a crush on each other. And, you know, I remember, you know, she has a letter that I wrote to her that, hey, we're, you know, like, hey, we're going to wake up in the same bed one day and have the same last name as little kids. And, uh, and so there was some element of that, the romanticism, the idea of, you know, through um, love and, and, and having that and experiencing that. And I feel like what Jai brought in, because Deanna and I, we, we had that as little kids and then we went our separate ways in life and lived a lot of life in between coming back together in our early 20s. And when we did come back together in our early 20s, I really feel like um, Jai helped us profoundly to, to get real about what it meant to be in a committed relationship. Like in just really practical and simple ways, um, including, including looking at the key areas of our life and what we truly value. Is that actually aligned? You know, is serving, serving the heart of this individual, what they desire most in life, is that going to just send me completely off of my path? Or is that actually going to be a service to the vision that I carry in my heart as well? Um, so that being one major component, understanding commitment being another huge component, and so I think I, I really came in with the romantic idea of love for the most part of, of my, um, my early 20s. And when I came together with Deanna and then also came together with Jai and Shama, we all lived in the same, same apartment together, um, you know, by default, by, by being in their association, being in their association, we like got a lot of guidance, a lot, a lot of, a lot of uh, mature understanding of what it means to be in a committed relationship. Nice. I can really see Jai giving, making you like get a realistic picture because Jai's got that. He's got that cutting edge. Anyway, more of that later. But he's definitely got that cutting edge to keep it real. Jai, your experience with this this statement and your understanding, your experience of it. I don't even. I don't even know if there was a concept of duty in my life. <laughs> Honestly, I don't even know if there was a concept that there's dutiful love. What does that even mean? You marry somebody and then love develops. No, you're supposed to be absorbed in them. You're supposed to be everything we're fed growing up through the you know media and all that stuff says this is how we're supposed to love. And there was never any concept. What helped, of course, was my training in the ashram and that experience was profound for me. I had no, I, I had no idea. What is it? I just flirt with anybody, you know, <laughs> just let me just flirt with them. And this is, and maybe there's a chance. Let's see how it goes. And, but then eventually you end up finding that 
the the person that you're with, they start saying, well, so what are we? And I don't know. I don't, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> no, we're just having fun. So there's no idea of duty. And then you, you come into this culture of, you know, Vaishnav culture or spiritual culture that just says, hey, man, get your stuff together. And I just, I love that. I ate it up because I thought, yeah, that's it. Everybody else I see is just breaking apart in five seconds. Right. There's no, there's no foundation. What's the yeah. deal here? Mm-hmm. And it seemed, it seemed to me that after that time in the Brahmacharya ashram, I didn't want to waste any time. I'm done wasting time. I don't want to date anymore. I don't want to check it out. See if this works. I want to get married. So I like I like that that second version more. Now, of course, I didn't I didn't do it so well, but I, you know, I there's a lot of things I could do a lot better. But I I appreciated that other perspective. That was that was very helpful for me. So I'm I'm interested to know that did you come to that point of like being like, okay, I want to get married before or after you met Sharma? Like did Sharma come first or did this resolve to get married come first? (laughs) Why you got to ask these questions out loud in front and live? (laughs) (laughs) It's the Honest Man's podcast, Prabhu. Okay, okay. Just the gentlemen are going to see this. Okay, fine. All right. Uh, no, the idea to come get married became came first. Mm-hmm. I just I realized I was a as Prabhupada likes to say I was a rascal. I was misusing my. I, I was I wasn't I wasn't respecting the ladies that I was with. I was disrespecting them in a very harmful way. In that way, I wasn't I wasn't willing to take responsibility. I wasn't willing to do those the things that were needed to to ensure their well-being and after i realized that it, it was a lot of it was actually quite painful for me you know this is what i've become this is who i am now mm-hmm. I, that doesn't sit with my act with who i with my real values and and so then that the desire was no let me take responsibility for crying out loud and stop just running around let me let me get married and and own that responsibility. So that desire became strong. I mean, I was old enough in that in that sense. I was already 29, 30 when I was having these aspirations. So I was that was I was ready. Mm. Nice. Okay, okay, great, 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 great. Okay, so now one 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 major thing is that in this podcast we are attempting to establish what it what real manhood is we're trying to help young guys out there to become the best version of themselves and lead a virtuous life now especially in the context of relationships um, and in our philosophy it's really a culture of service and so my question is entering into a relationship with a mentality of what am i going to bring to this relationship what am i going to give to this relationship um with that in mind what what is a real man in your estimation what does it mean to be a real man and bring that to a relationship <laughs> vera you got anything i i, I got a crazy story that came to my head but come on vera, share something yeah specifically specifically thinking about the sort of like criteria 
that one should be building in oneself if they're going to actually be a, a real service in a relationship. Because let's be real, in our community, it doesn't look like people are serving each other too good. Mm. And I hate to be shady, but I, I, I decided that if I get invited to any future weddings, I'm keeping receipts of everything. So if they get divorced, I'm sending them the receipts. And I'm like, give my money back for wasting my time. <laughs> so I have the okay, I say that somewhat in jest, but I'm, it seems that it seems that people are not figuring out what they need to do on an individual level to make sure that they are actually service to one another in a relationship. So what is it, just amplifying um, Karuna Avatar's question, what does it mean to be a man on an individual level? So that you may be of service in that particular relationship? What is it a, we, one should be looking out for in themselves or what they need to be developing in themselves to do that? Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear your story. I'm happy to share. <laughs> I'd love to hear your story. Hey, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the quick version. I'm, I'm on the highest mountain in Colorado called Mount Albert. And I'm climbing it and I'm having the same question. I was young, 23, 24, something like that. And I have the same question. What does it mean to be a man? Come on. You know, just broke up with my girlfriend, doing, just being a fool. What does it mean to be a real man? Wanting that direction. And then a year later, I find myself, no joke, middle of, middle of the Ozarks of Missouri in a sweat lodge. <laughs> and I'm thinking, and I, and I get this sense that this, the, you know, do a three day vision quest where you're not eating or drinking anything. And you have this, I had this experience that it's about integrity. You know, it's really about having integrity and being true to your word and all that stuff. And it lasted for all of a week. <laughs> you know, it lasted for one week. And then another pretty personality comes along. And what are you supposed to do? So... <laughs> So there's a sense there, but, but what does it really mean? I mean, you need somebody who's actually owning it. You know, you need, you need that mentor. You need that person in, their, in, in your life that can, that can guide you and show you the, what, what does it actually mean? It's very nuanced because each and every one of us is very different. And what does it mean? What does it mean for Vera, who's just a natural charismatic leader, who you know unifies people and has got more fire than he knows what to do with right what's it what's it mean for him to be a man is different than me i, I got my own little eccentric things that i do and and just a, a different completely different nature so mm -hmm. it's, it means something different to me than what it does to him and it and it manifests itself differently as well um but the core is is having that strong character that's my sense you know, we have strong character. Mm. Nice. I love, I love what you're sharing. Jai Jack, are we going to share something? No, no, you go, you go. Yeah, that, you know, what's coming to me is is know thyself. You know, and, and for us to, to do the work, to put the time in, to actually to know ourselves, to know what's going on inside, to be able to understand our desires, to be able to understand our vision. And like Jai is saying, like, what does it mean to, to live in integrity with, with, with character, with our values? You know, what does it mean to be with ourselves, Not to, you know, get a trophy or another person, whatever it is, to fill that void. 
mm. you know, to actually look at where that void is coming from and, and, you know, that, so, so there's a whole, whole section of, of work that I feel like, you know, most human beings on the planet ideally are doing is working with their own psyche, working with their emotions and their traumas and the challenges that they may have faced as children with their families and their parents and, and their, the environment that they were in. There's a whole, a whole massive space of, of work to be done there often what, um, for most human beings. There's a few that may not need to do that, that can transcend that, that can be really highly effective um, in, a, in a sense, coping with that void in life. And, and the other side is that there's, there's no one but God that's gonna fill that. And there's no better representative like Jai is pointing to than, than Guru. There's no better representative than a lover of God that we could find in our life that can help show us what, what character is, that can help show us what, what it means to be in relationship, what it means to be in a position of power and authority. And there's so much that could be taken advantage of and used for personal you know, gratification and to put oneself in the center, but to use all of that in the service of another. And, and so for me, Arjuna, my godfather, he helped me to start to, you know, turn that, turn that lens and, and, and to see, okay, wow. Yeah. I've got, I've got issues. I have issues. <laughs> it's not everybody else that has issues, which I was convinced of for probably the first 18, 19 years of my life. <laughs> everybody else. If there's a problem, it's your problem. It's not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so yeah, to, to be, you know, which is like which is ugly. It's just super ugly. It's the, the antithesis of love and humility and mm. spiritual growth. Is that mood, and it's so it's it sucks. It's so suffering, so um, so bewildering. And so to have somebody be with us that that is able to hold space for all the ugliness, and mm -hmm. to still love us, so that we can learn how to accept ourselves, and we can learn how, even though it's scary to 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 go within and to go into the pain, go into the void, go into the inadequacy, go into all of that that's sitting inside of us that, that we so often are, are just using, I mean, whatever, whether it's drugs and alcohol and relationships and pornography and sports and whatever, you name it, we're using to cover up that feeling of inadequacy, mm -hmm. cover up that, that, that void in our, in our heart, void that is... Um, that, that causes people to do the most horrible in the world. Um, actually, covered with that, and and so I'm in the process of that. I'm fully an alcoholic. Um, I'm fully an addict. I'm fully still addicted to all of those those uh, those interesting feelings that come up, and and, and still, you know, working with that, with that. And and I would say that that's that's got to be. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna stop there. I'm gonna pause. <laughs> It was, I mean, very beautiful answer. I'm tying to, together what both of you guys said. Jaya, <laughs> Gary Dyer used the word vision quest. Sounds super cringy and super cool at the same time. But basically a vision quest to know thyself. One has to know thyself and know what sort of delimitations are there on awareness that will self-sabotage and sabotage relationships. 
So there has to be a clarity for that. And then the idea of someone to hold space for all the ugliness that is inevitably encountered when you're in the process of knowing thyself, a mentor who can help the development of that character and hold space, a loving space for us to come into our higher self, so to speak. Um, and then and to prepare us for relationship, that's just like right on point. Um, amazing, amazing answers. Uh, I'm curious about, Karuna, you wanna ask something? Cause you got this big grin on your face. I, I was just I was just like very, very keen to get into some juicy stuff and ask you guys about the um, the courting experience and like how you went about that and particularly in reference to um, you know exploring shared values or just let me not put words in your mouth. I, I would just like to know like what, Jai, what that your like story for you? is particularly funny. I don't know if you have permission to share it fully. I do know the story, and it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Which courting experience? What are we talking about here? With your actual wives, with your actual wives. How did you? What was the process of going about actually establishing that relationship? You know. Is like in in the West, it's like, hey girl, can I get your number? <laughs> it's like something super ghetto and low. So we want to know about a more conscious approach to courting. So oh God! And, but Jai, I know some of that story. <laughs> it's it's pretty. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have said that because now everyone's gonna be curious about it. But maybe yeah, I think Vera should tell his courting experience. His was his is idyllic. <laughs> I mean, you got to just go to YouTube, Deanna Wed's Bud, and it's, it's a <laughs> heavenly experience. Just tell that. Tell everybody that's because that's the real deal. And actually, I got to watch how they courted. It was actually beautiful. Vera, how did you court? I, I think you would probably be able to story better. How about we another story? That's a great idea. That's because, a great idea. Because I'm, because I'm actually super, super inspired by Jesse. Wow. Okay, Vera, tell us what was Jai's what was Jai's story? Um, what I saw was a man himself, and a man that was was able to see he a hundred percent confident to be able to care for this person, not just not care for them for their own pleasure, his own gratification, but he would be able to care for them, daughter of his trustor. You'd be able to care for them in that way. To care for them, to help them to boss life. Care for them to help them to work through, help, care for shop, or to work through whatever challenge she faced in her psyche and her and, and, and her experience of um, maybe the pains that she had experienced, the challenges that she had experienced. Be able to be there for her, hold space for her, help her to and to come to that beautiful, which is so this. Um, Already was wrong, but just in a whole nother life, beautiful being that just in the core of her just wants to serve. That just serve her spiritual master, that wants to serve others, that just wants to see others uplifted, that just wants to serve her, her beautiful son. And, and that, that mood and that energy into everything that she goes into in her life. And so I could see, I could, um, you know, so many ways I think. Right when you talk about it, I think um, without yeah, just just in, in a very um, practical way, that's what I witness. 
I was able to witness. Of course, there's the bumps, there's the, you know, um, move what it means to give your life to the person, to let go of all the things, to let go of those other ideas, of all the fantasies, of all the other desires, to actually say yes to the deepest desire that's unconscious times in our life, to say yes to the desire to, to be fulfilled and service to and so that's that's a little bit of my experience i could keep but that's it's a little bit of what i experienced danja you sound like a boss yeah yeah come on this is this is Vera's good qualities he's always saying things that are, he's he's seeing he's seeing things that he does and then he's saying oh like that it's the opposite he's the one that went through it you know they when those two got together you kidding me? They all the previous love, the, and then Vera goes off and does whatever he wants to do, and then they come back, and they're 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 like two. They're trying to figure out: is this the one? Is this the one? Is this the one? Is this the one? And they're they're because they're they're used to just being the boss, right? They're used to being I'm in control, I'm in control, and I just watch them come together in such a beautiful way, based off of. I mean, I mean, it really sounds, especially in a you know aspiring devotee podcast. But really, it was their their commitment to to His Holiness Radhanath Maharaj. I could just see. Oh, I get it. We're going down this path. Let's do it. And you could just see both of them saying, "Okay, I think you're the one." Well, you're the. I think you're the one. And then eventually, just letting their hearts uh, come together in such a beautiful way where they weren't looking outside for something else. They weren't looking outside for a, well, you know, who else is out there, you know, or cause you know what happens in relationships, you got the back burner, you got the one on the back burner always. There's always one more. I can always go back to that one. Or they still love me. Right. Maybe I should just keep contact through, you know, Instagram or Facebook or whatever it was. Let me just make sure I always shoot them a little things. And I could see over time they just let those go, and 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 when that commitment was there, relationship absolutely blossomed and became. It was the strength that was needed to overcome all those obstacles. Commitment's the thing. It's really the thing. Can I share a little I know story? As part. Of- okay, share. Well, okay. So a, a year into the relationship, before we got into our relationship, I was saying we were in that space. One is just the one. One is just the one. Um, really coming to a space of, of trusting and, and being guided. We had good guidance around us with the decision. And, and Jai came in and we were on the cusp. We were like, okay, it meant to be. We had this romantic idea of coming together when we stopped to be. And came to Diana, brother, and an accountant said, just like to give your heart for the few days. We were in a Lachua festival of the Holy Name. I practically weren't even talking. We were distant from each other at this time. Um, still together, but really in that space. And, and just what it's like. And it's the same getting guidance from a mentor as well is like, just you're, like, there's, there's no other option. There's no other option other than this wing. And you completely showing up to that, and that that's commitment is what is built over the last 
you know, let's see now, eight years, nine years relationship, that, that seed is what is and what is blossom. And, and yes, and gave us the opportunity to cut the tie. So the romantic ideas we had of policies of other friends and people and other fully give ourselves to each other in service to our spiritual math to do that. So I, I just I can't appreciate it enough. It's um, influence and tremendous influence in a positive way. Aw, Jai, such a nice friend you are. I'm curious about, I, you both have shared with me personally in this, in the, and this relates to the courtship process. But before making like the final commitment, so to speak, you, you guys have both shared with me a sort of questionnaire that you guys did with your now wives. And I'm kind of curious about that questionnaire and the sort of questions that were on there to help determine if you had shared values, which will allow you to have a shared experience looking into the future. I noticed looking at a lot of young guys that I talk to, they enter relationships without knowing if the person has shared values. Um, because, you know, it's just the infatuation of someone just saying yes, <laughs> you know, finally, or whatever it is. And so that whole period is there and no one actually sees if there's shared values to make it successful. And we don't have the support of like an arranged marriage system, which I don't even think most of us would be attracted to such a proposition anyway where people actually, compatibility was like critical. They were doing your astrology, they were looking at the beauty, they were looking at the wealth, they were looking at all the factors and seeing if there was actual compatibility before you got in, into a relationship. We don't have that support anymore. So this questionnaire thing, it sounds really cool to me. It's something that I've recommended to other guys after hearing it from you, but I don't know the type of questions that were on there. So maybe you can share some of that insight for young guys who are thinking to establish a relationship, like, all right, sweetie, uh, I'm in, I need you to fill out this questionnaire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See. I, I've tried to recommend it to people before and they think they think I'm crazy because it's almost too much. It's over the top. But like I said, after being in the ashram, you realize I don't want to. I mean, that's what I realize. I just don't want to. I don't want to waste anybody's time. And you know how relationships work. The moment that you get in the moment the seed is planted, you're already attached. It's mm. not, it's not oh, a few weeks later. Let me see. You're already attached. You've already thought about your future with this person. You've already thought <laughs> yeah. about the children that you're going to have. You've mm. already went down that road. And so let me not disturb another. That was my thing. I just don't want to disturb somebody again. If I know, well, this is what I want to do in my life. And this is where I want to go. Then, And if I'm supposed to be, in one sense, guiding the relationship, then, then let me be very clear. And if somebody wants to be in relationship with me with that, and they're in alignment, then let's move forward. We started by doing our astrology. That was important. You don't want to have some strange thing going on. And next thing you know, oh my God, it's totally different. That was very important. But then I had five questions on there. And when I look at them, you could Basically, you could just say that they're, you know, it's Dharma, Artakama, and Moksha. That's that's kind of what they boil down to. And it was, you know, where do you want to live? Uh, you know, how many kids do you want to have? What's your idea of how, you know, your sex or our sex life together? What's the, 
how much money do you think we should be having? And then what's your spiritual practice like? That was my five, but you could put those into four in one sense and have a good conversation with, you know, what are you thinking about our integrated wealth? And, you know, what, what is the direction of life? I mean, that's what, for me, I was just at that point in my life, I was so committed. Let me just be at the Bhakti Center for the rest of my life. You know, it was a deal breaker if I say, I want to be in New York. And she goes, well, actually, I just want to live somewhere else. At that point, it was just, I, I couldn't fathom it. I, I, I didn't. So and does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. Can you share the five questions again? I feel like these are, this is a, this <laughs> an important, it's an important template for people to consider what are their major values. You said it matches Dharma, Arthakama, Moksha, but um, just what were the specific questions? Where, where, where do you want to live? I just think it's kind of useful and helpful. Yeah, I just said, where do you want to live? You know, where do you foresee, you know, your future? Where are you going to live? You know, how many children? What is the idea of children? Some do, some people want children. Some people don't want children. Some people want 10 children. I was clear what I was thinking. And then, uh, you know, what is our concept of money? You know, are we going to be people that earn a lot? Is that just, is that kind of where we gain a lot of value? Do we want to go traveling all over our concept of money and, and yeah, our fulfillment of our desires. And then I, you know, I would say the, the other one is our idea. What is our spiritual practice like? Am I going to be the serious one in the relationship? Are you going to be the serious one in the relationship? Are we both <laughs> taking this serious? Mm. Or is this just some, an afterthought for you? Um, and then, yeah. And then what is our idea of our intimacy? Is this something that is a huge part of our life? Or is this something that we're, we're okay with? you know staying staying away from and and being being more integrated just for children that type of thing where are we on all these spectrum so those were the five questions amazing really enjoy that vero questionnaire yeah yeah i think something that jai shared um with us because he took us through the questionnaire (laughs) (laughs) jen and i were, were already together and uh, we had never got questionnaire, you know. We just were like, yeah, you're you're a girl, you're that girl, yeah. Um, and and so, and really step away, step away from dialogue or questions together. Step away from each other. Step away from the idea of even being together. Like let go of that. Put your heart and what comes out. You answer questions honestly as you answer these questions and have the partner do that and then come together and answer it's honest place. I was saying, not from that, I've already done it together. Mm. Well, I are they want this many? I already know they want a lot of and I already know this. Like, so let me start weak mind so I can, in some way, I, you know, I can still be accepted by this person. It can just work, you know. I can still feel that yeast a little while longer, but really to be authentic, to be genuine about that. And I felt it would be super helpful as we did it together. So there was a lot of ability. It wasn't, um, it wasn't, it wasn't inauthentic and we were by each other able to be in an dialogue and, and really as a the other person, not to waste the life not to waste it to genuinely see are we you know are we substantially aligned with the vision of carrie mm. amazing really amazing 
points and insights. So powerful. I, I'm very interested, uh, dear Paboos, to unpack a little bit your experience of um, kind of like the differences in your psyche as a man, as an individual, before you got married and then after marriage. Like how did your, I don't want to say your estimation of yourself, but just kind of your sense of self um, change before and after marriage. Yeah, just to amplify this, I, I've had guys report to me that before marriage, basically anyone's a potential <laughs> candidate, anyone and everyone, you know, some new person walks in the temple room, they looking good, that's a potential. <laughs> and then after marriage, how that shifted, that's just an, like a very dramatic example, but I've had guys report that to me also. So what sort of things have you guys experienced inside before and after marriage? Wow. It's a great question. Vera, you got a sense of that? The first thing that comes up for me is that it's a, um, whether one knows it or not, I think it's really that we realize getting into it, that we're about to get a big dose of what to be a servant. We're about to get a dose. And if that we're not, uh, if we're not interested, if we're not really served, if we're not here to, you know, work through our ego, work through views and show for another human being to this, we're ready for, we're going to, we're going to suffer. And so I think, you know, definitely I still try to put myself into every moment of my life pretty, um, pretty ingrained. Um, so, you know, being clear that as our relationship the more that I'm able to, because Diana is a devotee, because I'm looking at how Radhana Swamiji us and, and shared, look at her first as a child of God. Look at her first as a daughter of God. Because I attempt to fund that vision, because I attempt to do that. That serving her, serving her desires, supporting her, being there for her is actually something that's deeply enriching and that you know it's all about me it's who's satisfying my ears, who's fulfilling my needs, who's fulfilling my needs. and so that's the most drastic that that i've experienced I've experienced it in, in a very empowering and satisfying way which was says a lot of for sure being going through that process just you know being the center and a very putting someone else in this and so that's that's one of the first shifts that i feel hmm. awesome beautiful jai you know i think i think what vera said is is spot on you just realize how damn selfish you are when you're <laughs> when you're single and you can do whatever the heck you want to do whenever you want to do it and then now there's another involved it's the same thing you have a child it's another layer of that it's this is this this life is just really not about you dude oh okay but when you when you have seeming control over what you want to do when you want to do it then you even in spiritual practice right i i liked i liked morning program sounds good to me i just that was just my nature sounds good to, why not you're not there's there's somebody else here now now 
you have to you you have to care for them think about them and so you just see how selfish you are and then once you get married you can see i mean to me it's like uh, what does relationship even mean if there isn't this commitment and this long-term love and and you know we're, we're sitting here speaking very high philosophy about relation very intimate relationship with the lord and i can't even get it together with this person who's you know yeah. close yeah. to me very difficult mm. beautiful I love I love seeing it that way is is like the relationship or and then when children come into the picture the family unit is truly like the the perfect framework that facilitates selflessness um, in order to prepare us for the ultimate selflessness of taking ourselves out of the center and 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 learning to love Krishna that's really beautiful and and maybe you know Jai you mentioned something uh, something that's a really great segue into the next aspect or the next level is when when your babies because this is another beautiful thing for the listeners that don't know um jagir dari and virabhadraram both had their 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 first sons um very close together and that you know you you guys have shared so much experiences and and then sharing that experience so i'm just also interested to know like like just when when the kids came into the picture like what was the what was the internal experience similar to what i said it's it's really i mean i think vera and i got super lucky with our wives and then also just their dedication is just amazing towards the children so i wouldn't even say i'm doing that good of a job compared to them they're doing the real thing but but there is this sense of um you know of care that's that's and tenderness that comes when when a child comes that i didn't even know I, that that level was there mm. that's one thing i will say on a, on a more funny bit i was here I, in alachua and there's these fire ants running around all the time okay you know these things are crazy they bite you there's a problem with them and one day, little Jai was running around. He got bit by fire ants, and I was so mad. I just wanted to kill all these fire ants. And I <laughs> and I talked to Amal, you know, Amal Harinam. I, I said, wow, man. He said, oh, yeah, my daughter had to go through that too. And he said something very profound. He said, he said you know, I always, I always heard there was eating, sleeping, mating, and defending. He said, I understood the first three. He said, I had no idea what defending means. Mm, yeah. I said, oh, you're right. Now, you know, any ant within a mile radius of me, you know, I'm, I'm not concerned about their life anymore, that they're a spirit soul. I'm not looking at them like that. I'm looking at them as a obstacle to little Jai's life. So it's that definitely changes. There's a real sense of defending that comes in. You got a clan when you're, and when you're just, it's you and your, the couple, it's just you and your wife. It doesn't happen as profound. That's just one thing I've noticed. Because mm -hmm. you, you become fully responsible for the <laughs> continued existence of another living entity that, you know, you were, the, you were the mechanism for bringing into this world. And that is just like, you know, you, the sense of protection is must be so profound. Yeah. You know, oh, it's definitely it's heightened. Vera, <laughs> your experience with this being a dad. Yeah, there's so many things. There's so 
funny things. I oftentimes I, I call Vera a little guru. Mm. He's my he's my little guru, and uh, he teaches so much. So, like Jai was sharing, different level of safety, different level of myself. I have a sense really, and um, putting another in the sensor, putting desires, their wishes, their needs, and I I feel like to serve uh, the East and, and the Alachua Temple here. And uh, sometimes I, I feel like, wow, this is deity worship. This is a, a little, this is a little God. This is a little child of God that serve in such an intimate way. I get to, I get to change I get to dress them, I feed him, like Jai saying, I get him, like that, that, um, that, that, affection and that emotion that I actually had not felt um, comes out. Mm -hmm. And that um, and with that, what I found is that putting another person center also the deepest cleansing work, right? It's like, wow, like I'm putting this other person in the center and it doesn't feel good. Sometimes I want to be Why can't I do it right now? You know, the person's interfering with my individuality, my self-expression. He's crying and I cry. Uh, uh, this is uncomfortable and I can't control this. And oh, what's bringing up? And so, you know, Vera, you know, directly correlated with him coming world has been going into um, my own inner child. And, and, and to feel mm. things that I didn't know existed. And then to, to um, connect myself and really some interest going on in there that I had no idea was driving me in my life. Wow. That's a, that's a whole, whole topic in itself. Um, but I can see that it's like, okay, this person is this person's helping me to connect to the part of myself that really my psyche that started to say, I, I'm not enough. That mm. it's not okay for me to be a child. Mm. It's not okay for me to be completely dent. Uh, mm. That part like you at a young age, that, that was that untruth, that addition, that also, that covering that took place. And that now, you know, life, not knowing it and trying to avoid and not feel and you know cope um actually walking on actually that darkness and walk that, that and and walking in relationships where originated from this life toward my mother my father and my my stepfather mother, and you know the people around that actually that i i made a spout that they don't love that they don't, and how that's affecting my relationship with God. every other person in the world. It's been affecting actually those relationships, my ability to actually really trust, trust in Krishna's will unfolding, really trust that by remembering God each moment, and by, mm. by remembering each moment is perfect, an opportunity to surrender is perfect as an opportunity to serve. Mm. Perfect is an opportunity to purify my heart. That 
now a little bit more, a little consciously walking toward and living in that experience and a long way to go, but it's a little bit. Amazing. You know, I just want to say that um, I feel like because your internet is a little choppy and I feel like we're getting a message from like, you know, a thousand years in the future. And so the signal is like a little bit broken, but we have to like, this is like a very important message that's going to save the world. And so we're like eating every single word that's coming through, <laughs> putting little notes up just to make sure we're getting some of the content there. Um, Y'all are killing it. I do have this question though. Family life is, um, it's tough also. <laughs> and the Joshua particularly tends to be a little bit heavy on it because of the many obstacles that are encountered in household life. We're not gonna go through any of those statements, but you know how Josh would be like real heavy on the household life. And it seems experientially that Josh is very to the point when you see a lot of unsuccessful relationships in the world in general, but even in our spiritual communities, the relationships are not lasting. Now I've heard that the those first years in marriage are like, the hardest, I think maybe up to seven years, maybe I don't remember the specific number, but you know, it's like been in an MMA fight. <laughs> you know? I, I've heard it like that and I've heard various stories from different guys over the years and it's tough. And I do see that there are a lot of guys or girls also in our communities that just throw in the towel after two years, after one year, you know, after three years, they just throw in the towel Mm -hmm. um, so I want, I'm interested in sort of the advice that you would give to others and specifically advice that has worked for you when there has been that tension in family life and how do you navigate that so you don't just throw in the towel because something real heavy is going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, you definitely need help. It's not, a, <laughs> it's not a one man show, that's for sure. I mean, there was many times where, as Firo mentioned, Arjuna, you know, a mentor, a guide, somebody that's been through, it's been married a long time, calling him, what's going on? Am I just crazy? Just, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? And then you need that support, that's for sure. You need support from others who who will encourage you to, to stay together, that's for sure. Opening the heart, revealing the mind, all of that. And, you know, it's it's just very important. You can't overstate it enough. Mm. And I also think that there's just this real sense of, you know, both parties, especially the guy, has to be committed. I think the lady, the lady has, she can shake a little bit. She can tremble. I don't know. Is this the right guy? Is this not the right guy? I'm not sure. You can ask Sham. She'd probably laugh about it. But I don't think she actually married me till about four or five years into this relationship. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not a joke. She's just so tender. She's just so, you know, And but when she commits, she really commits. So. At, at some point, it was like, okay, you're the guy. But there's always a question. And so, you know, our role is that we have to be the one that, you know, that's, that's stable with it. Anyway, this is what I committed to. What does my word mean, actually? Mm -hmm. You know, what does my word mean? And, and I have no shade on anybody that, that has broken up or has because, hey, we're just, we're just hitting that seven year this year. So I know it's, it's not nothing's guaranteed at the same time you know there's there's other big influences that are going on in people's lives and sometimes they come in for a season and they go and all of that so there's many different influences i just know in my life 
has to be some outside help, eyes, ears on the situation. And then a lot of encouragement, a lot of blessings and a lot of encouragement. And for what we can do, try to stay true to the word. You know, you made you made a commitment and and this is really it's is really important. And what a, as Vera was saying, what a beautiful service. What a beautiful service to to help someone for for their life. You know, I was just with my grandpa who was he he left the world. He was 92. He was married for 70 years. Oh my god. You know, 70, 7-0. No. So, so there's just this sense of, you know, and his biggest concern was, was her welfare. And I just, wow. from my perspective, I was just saying, you, you tell me Krishna isn't seeing that. Mm. He isn't seeing that. Oh, I took care of this, you know, and if he, this person in such a beautiful way. And, and I, and I really thinking about them now, of course we have to do it on behalf. You know, he leaves, she's still okay. You know what I mean? But in the same way, if I leave, she's still fine. But at the same time, well, let me do it. Let me do this wonderful service on behalf. And and then, then I'll be empowered. I notice really quickly in relationship, I'm empowered to help this person. If I really care about her, I become empowered, like mystically to help this person. <laughs> you know, like whatever her problems, like I'm, I'm there. I'm, I don't, why are you here right now? I don't know what's going on. And then she'll reveal something. I said, "Whoa, this is like this is far out," and because of the because of the desire, so we can help and we can serve on behalf, and it's yeah, that's relationship. Mm. Mm. Love what you're sharing, Jason. Something that stood out that again on, on on earlier was that uh, commitment, that commitment, and I didn't really realize I didn't know what that was. I actually didn't know it was because also I was you kind of going where it felt good and avoiding where things didn't feel good. And so absolutely to be to say, okay, no, like I'm giving myself to and I'm giving myself fully. I, I'm not, I'm not any other come into this space that's not going to work. I'm not letting any other come into that space. I'm, I'm giving myself fully to that. When I could see, Deanna could actually soften. And she was maybe achy was because I committed. I wasn't actually committed. I, yeah, oh, that could be that, or maybe that. Yeah, this, you know, I'm getting all attributes down. Okay, I like one, I like this. Okay. I'm getting the package together. Um, no, actually, commit to this. And, and so that, and then I, I would say that, you know, aside from that, in the relationship, while it's rocking, learn how to be in the rock. We're gonna rock the boat rock. That's the material world, you know. It's, we're gonna rock at some point. Friends are gonna rock. Rock. Circumstances outside of us are gonna rock us. And and how do we respond when we're getting rocked? And and I could see that I was basically like to fix it. My whole life was like problem. I gotta fix it. You know, it's like like it's not always the answer. You know, how to be in that. Um, comfortable place and have somebody to be in that uncomfortable place and, and be heard and be understood and be cared for. They're looking really ugly right now and, and this part of them's coming out, the part that wants to bite your head off and the part that's kicking you to the curb. You're the problem. 
problem in your life. You're the problem. Okay, how do we really that? And and what I found is respond with with that move of this is the opportunity to serve. This is it here. This is Krishna's blessing enough to help me clear out that. That helped me to clear out that part of myself. I deserve something more than getting right now. How did that see me? You know, and let me be the not, yeah. Let me show who I am. Well, then the person said, "No, let me show. That. Let me listen. Understand mm-hmm. what's going on here." Yeah, and so I would say communication is huge, and and that that means. Uh, to, to notice our own visions, to notice our own thoughts and our own mind, and, and to that so we can be there for another person mm-hmm. to help them to self-explore, to discover, and to come back to respond to their, their own behavior. To come back to that on that because we're pushing it on. Amazing. I'm very impressed with you guys right now. I mean, I've always been sort of impressed with you guys over the years in Bhakti Center, but I'm very impressed with you guys right now and the sort of wisdom that you're getting. Karuna, you yeah. have anything else you'd like to ask before we close it out? Because I, I know these guys have a, a fixed amount of time. I got one other major question that I think is really important. But before Okay, we cool. Get to that, yeah, before, you can ask that question now, but I just want to say that like take Jai's level of being impressed and multiply that with 108 because <laughs> this is my this is like my first darshan this is my first darshan of like being able to experience your your uh, incredible sense of integrity and authenticity and realization so i'm i'm just so grateful to be here with you guys and to hear what you're sharing and i know that the entire audience is feeling exactly the same way right guys you can give some shout you can give some shout outs in the comments okay jai what's your what's your what's your Big question. Uh, my, well, now I have two because one of them is Rama Lunin. He's got, I think, he's been making amazing comments throughout this podcast, and he's got one that relates to this last point. So I'm just going to put that up first. Um, he's asking here, it's a real challenge to stabilize the boat while the woman is like an unexpected ocean. Any tips? That has a little bit of an edge to it. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I don't know this devotee well, um, but I've seen his YouTube videos. And I've also met him once in person. He seems very sweet. So I don't think it, it's really that edgy. But the impersonal media of digital media, the medium of digital media makes it sound like it has that edge to it. But I think we get the essence of what's being asked here. Any um, tips other than what you guys have already said? You've mentioned mentorship. Um, communication has come up. Looking within and seeing what ask what is it in me that's contributing to the problem this has come up um but learning how to be in that rocking situation without jumping out of the boat so any tips about that obviously it's not easy because people be dropping the towel they're like i f this i'm out (laughs) you just got to make sure you drink water stay hydrated Water, stay hydrated. Arjuna would always say, drink water, stay hydrated. You know, make sure you sleep in properly. Because, of course, it's intense. I'm not very good at it. But I know that when I'm when I'm actually grounded, then it's not such a big issue. Make someone laugh for crying out loud. Don't get so caught up in it. That's the idea. Mm. What you're sharing, Jai, taken from it is 
So I just love hydrated, you know, stay hydrated. <laughs> and what I take from that, really, I feel like it's, it's the essence of all of responsibility in life is to be in order to be you know, that means that we're, we're, we're showing up for our goals in life. We are resource, resource, because are going to come. And we, we, we have a sense. We know where we're going. Um, we're not pulling, putting someone else if we don't know where we're going. We feel confident in our life. And we've resourced. And I love it again and again. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm like a little kid with this. I, I say this basically, this is how I'm, I'm keeping myself pumped up and in the, and in the excitement of the relationship is let me take care of myself. That's the best thing to give for my wife. It's the best example to give for my son. And, mm -hmm. and I can't change my wife. I can't change my. I can be my. I can be more that, that, that uncovered that version, that version of the self become more of that gradually but surely that to the relation and so that's really rocking whatever rock externally in our lives and to come back to that stability and no resting place where we're we're not in and uh, that's super it can be super interesting to find that stability nothing found to be more supportive for that than to be in these dialogues and really to open up and share what's going on inside. Mm -hmm. to, really what's going on inside to an end, to another friend that is not trying to fix us, change us, space for us to, to through some of the, some of the demons. Inside. Mm. I, I want to do a part two of this where we invite Shama and Diana on also. Let them know. Yes. No, I'm going to yes. ask them. I want to hear part two. I want to hear their side of the story. Um, we've heard your side, and it's a beautiful side of the story. And they have their side. I'm sure it's equally beautiful. So talk to them about it. Get back to me and see if they would be interested in coming on and um, sharing this other side of the story so we get a more complete picture. You know, Sham, Sham's just going to say that I'm the drama queen, so that's how it works. <laughs> well, we want, to hear, we want to hear about that. <laughs> I have one final question here, and um, it just relates to our culture as a whole. A lot of guys are starting to retreat from the idea of marriage whatsoever. And there are a lot of, there are a lot of contributing factors to this. And one of the contributing factors, as it plays out, in the, especially in the mental sphere of content creation, in the, you know, you have like these people like Meg Tao, Red Pill Philosophy, different groups are out there. And there's even an encouragement like don't get married because it can really ruin your life. And specifically the men, because I think as a culture, I'm sure there would be people who disagree with this politically, but it does seem that as a culture where it was kind of more patriarchal and like men had all the rights and women didn't really have any. And it's kind of shifted gears in the last 50 years where it seems that men in certain, especially in like legal situations, when it comes to marriage specifically in children, they don't have the same mobility. We'll use that language, keep it a little bit general. 
as they did in the past. And so there's this encouragement not to get married because it can ruin your life. You know, the, the, the lady can divorce you, take all your money and keep and ruin you. And there are stories like that. Sidebar, I'm not gonna share the whole thing, but there's this whole clip, Bill Burr, I like Bill Burr as a comedian. Uh, I've seen him, he's pretty funny. And he has this clip that I saw some years ago um, called, he's opened up the clip saying, I hate these arrogant people who say there's no reason, to, no, there's no good reason to hit a woman. And he says, I can think of plenty of good reasons right off the top of my head. <laughs> and it's pretty funny. And he gives this scenario, which is a scenario that I've heard referred to in a lot of this mental sphere content creators of a man getting married, getting divorced, being what they call as divorce raped, where financially he's ruined, emotionally he's ruined without any compensation whatsoever. Now, whether that's a myth or not, it's, it's a myth that's popularized in a lot of these different groups. And people do believe in that. And as a result of that, they retreat from the whole notion of marriage whatsoever. And so my question, that was just to give a little context, my question is very simple. There are a lot of guys in our movement also in the devotional communities that aren't married. Maybe some of them are looking to get married, but I know quite a few that aren't interested in that, although they are interested in relationship, which is funny. So I want, I, my question is, what do you think is lost if that commitment is not actually made? And how does it actually end up sabotaging the growth of a more complete, let's say man in this case, or a more complete person, when that sort of, you can call it a rite of passage of sorts, is denied or not taken or not accepted? That's my last question. I think it's a good one also. Great one. Yeah, you're just being a rascal if you're not doing it. That's it. <laughs> you're being a rascal. You got to step up, right? I mean, that's the idea. You're looking for your own enjoyment. There's, it's, it's part of the the system. Now, if you're, if like Jai is saying, if you're genuinely, it's just not your thing, and you're brahmachari, and that's just, there's certain proclivities. Well, you know, good on you, and and move forward. But most of us aren't like that, so you should do it. You should move in that direction in a very thoughtful and and encouraging and protected way, so you're not harming anybody as you as you move down the road towards deeper and deeper commitment what are you missing you're missing out on a big portion of your life learning how to take responsibility learning how to to love selflessly as vera was saying and learning how to care for another and all that it's and what to speak of you know we're talking about what we get from what to speak of the the love that comes in a committed relationship the support the you know the adoration and the the just the the, the the affection that's the word i was looking for not necessarily adoration the affection that's there in a committed relationship especially if krishna is at the center come on what are you doing this is a that's a such a beautiful institution such a sacred institution why would you run from it if if there's the ability and the, the proclivity for it you're gonna, you, you know, it's like it's like playing not to lose. That's that's what those guys sound like. If you're saying that, Jai, there's a whole crew. It's like yeah. I don't want to play this game because I might lose. Well, right. don't try to don't don't get in the game. Then sit there in your celibate section of the stands and and then do that for real. But don't be a cheater. Don't be a. Don't oh, they, be, ain't, they ain't celibate. That's <laughs> what I'm like saying. <laughs> don't put one foot in one and another foot in the other. Right. You know. Take it, take it all on and then and then grow from there. And guess what? It wasn't your money to start with or it wasn't your whatever to to begin with. You're going to lose your money. 
you got blessed to get some money. You got blessed to get, you know, this person in your life. You got blessed to have that child or whatever it is. So keep taking care of them on behalf. That's my sense. I have strong views on it because I just think there's such a powerful, it's just such a powerful institution. You can't, you, you can justify that all day to not do your duty. I can justify not doing my duty all day, but that's, that doesn't make it right. Beautiful. And, I, and you know, can I get an amen or something? Can I get amen. a new guy? You got an amen for me. You got an amen for me. Drop the mic. You nailed it. Hammer on the head. I resonate with that very much, hearing that. Yeah, but, totally. Yeah, and, but, and then also, you, the uh, a lady deserves that. You know, the partner deserves that as well. They deserve someone to take care of them in that way. And, and they're, they're worth it, especially... The girls are angels. My God, in the in the movement, they're angels. They deserve to be taken care of, actually, you know, with their full heart. I'd like to explore this topic in a future podcast just because I feel that the mainstream culture that we all grew up in has changed so dramatically. It's not clear what our gender roles anymore. And so with people not having clarity about the role they're supposed to play, maybe, or which leads to a healthy dynamic in relationship. It gets very confusing for a lot of people. Mm. And um, it would be nice to flush this out in some future discussion. But we want to hear from Vera on this last question. What do, what do you think a person loses by not taking this particular step? Well, I think you touched on, on you touched on what they do lose when they take it and it doesn't work out. And that's, uh, it's true. I mean, I think that, since I've been down in Alaska, I've seen literally every few days it's coming up to me talking about how they're on the rocks and, and how their relationship really suffered. They're really struggling. And and it's kind of like I haven't talked about anybody going on like this for a long time. They haven't opened up with anybody. And, and it's kind of like it's the rocks. It's like they've been knives. They've been slapped each other they've been it's been it's painful for a long time so i just want to kind of just yeah hold the space for the reality the majority of ships don't work out in our culture these committed relationships fail miserably and and also to hold space for the vision that jai is casting and what i'm experiencing in a marriage is that it's it's one of the most empowering and supportive relationships I've ever experienced in my life, and it's growing and it's it's amazing and and I want every man and every woman to be able to experience a little bit you know what, what I feel like that, that I've been able to experience the empowerment from that the the love the personal growth the shared growth and I, I want that for every person and so much more and. And I could see that it's like, you know, I've been able to face myself. You said a rite of passage. It's like this relationship, it's not that I'm, I'm 50% responsible for the success of this relationship. I'm 100% responsible. And so if I don't feel well in this relationship, really what's happening is it's an opportunity for me to go deeper into my heart. Mm. It's an opportunity for me to to clean out that part of my heart that wants to give up, that wants to not believe, that wants to either in myself or in, in the other person and to, 
to be um, victorious and moving through that illusion and be victorious in those layers of false ego, peeling off that the pain, the crazy crap that we come in to our relationships. So many people come into their relationships with this, like all types of challenges and issues that we can support each other to be able to work through that and to be able to see actually, yes, we are lovable, not just in the eyes of each other, but we're lovable ultimately in the eyes of God. We are lovable in the eyes of God. And through these sacred relationships, we can begin to experience just a little bit of what it's like to feel loved by God and to love God. And so that's, that is uh, the opportunity that I feel like we're, we're missing out on when we, when we take the, this approach of, of sacred marriage and, and spiritual marriage and spiritual relationship. And, and uh, yeah, and to really also hold that space that if we're coming in with baggage and we're all coming in with baggage, it's gonna be messy. And unless there's a responsibility to clean that up personally, to look at ourselves and to clean that up, to go, to commit to that journey of really cleaning the heart, cleaning the psyche, so that we're not just spilling that garbage into each other's lives, <laughs> that uh, it's, it's gonna be messy and it's, it's, it's really challenging. So I, I kind of just feel like praying, really, but I just feel like praying. <laughs> I want to say thank you for kind of holding space using your language for that the other side of the formula. There are a lot of relationships that are not working out for whatever reasons. And it's not entirely like the individual's fault who are participating in a relationship. There are a lot of external forces upon our being every day that we don't know, we don't understand. And then we get into a relationship without perhaps enough depth of understanding of ourselves and of those external forces. And, you know, and shake it's real and it doesn't work out. And, and so not to just dismiss that experience as someone being totally irresponsible or I very much appreciate you bringing that angle. It's like a soothing bomb. I also mm -hmm. want to um, say y'all are really cool. I really, I was a little concerned about doing this particular topic. I'm like, this is not my boss so much. I don't know about it. But Karuna Avatar really wanted to do it. And it's been an amazing experience for me also. Karuna Avatar, what are you thinking? Because this is your idea. I just rolled with it. And I really appreciate it, you know, now. I just, I mean, I just, I just knew that it was going to be gold. And, um, you know, I've been, I've been following Jai and Vera and Diana and Sharma on Instagram for some time. And, you know, just like really just taking in their stories deeply into my heart and just so appreciating uh, all of you guys' journey. And um, I just I just really wanted to to bring it to the people because ultimately um, so many of us are are standing before this big step in life. And mm. um, it's just you know, it's like <laughs> there are a few things that could be as relevant as discussing this. Um, so, I mean, I I am fully, fully satisfied to the core of my heart hearing all the wisdom that you guys have shared, and I'm just um, I'm just very, very grateful. That's mm -hmm. all I can say. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, you, you <laughs> the mic could have been dropped so many times. The truth nuggets were were just like spewing out of your being. <laughs> And so I'll I'll just stop it here and just be like thank you, thank you very much for coming. Thank you so much for thank I, you. I, I'm really serious about the part two. So talk to Shama, talk to Jana, 
I want their side of the story and their wisdom to offer in this conversation, which will, I think this will be an ongoing conversation that we'll come back to regularly on this Definitely. channel. I think it's super important. For y'all who don't know, Vera and Jai are, I don't know what's the proper term for it, but basically they're life coaches, relationship coaches. I think you can obviously hear in their language that they're pretty good at what they do in terms of giving that insight. So if you need to reach out for some guidance, go check them out. I don't know, where can they, where can people find you at or contact you? Are y'all a little bit old school? I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you how old school Vera is. Vera is younger than me, but we were in the Bhakti Center, we were talking about memes. And Vera legit asked in a room full of us, he says, what is a meme? And we were like, yo, homie, what's going on? <laughs> Um, so y'all a little bit old school, but how can someone get in contact with you to get more insight or more guidance? Because you guys seem to have a lot of wonderful guidance to offer. Can for me, I, I'm super old school at this stage. I plan to one one day integrate into um, mainstream. But you can send me an email, or you can follow me. On, <laughs> follow me on Instagram. I may check it. That's why I'm saying email. But I, I don't check Instagram. Okay, Vera checks his email. He literally checks his Instagram once every seven months. No joke. <laughs> okay, we'll put it. We'll put some in a video. We can put some link for that. Jai, how about you? How can someone get in contact with you to get a little bit more guidance if they need? You can it? go. You can go to Instagram Inside with Jai. You can go to my website InsideWithJai.com. You'll figure it out. I'm open. <laughs> <laughs> Thank y'all so much for having us. Nam Ross uh, was watching with us the whole time, it seems. He's like the father of all podcasts in our devotional communities. Absolutely. So what a hero. I'm telling you. It's like super inspiring. Yo, I, I, have a, I have a theory. Nam Ross in the devotional community is like our Joe Rogan, right? Absolutely. And Rogan. then you got you guys. You guys are more like inside the NBA type thing. <laughs> You got your, you got your peeps. You got your thing. You know, once some, you're kind of like Ernie Karuna. You know, it's, I get the idea. This is good. What you guys are doing is great. Awesome. Thank y'all so much, and we'll see you guys in the future. I'm sure of it. Hari Thank you so much. Hari Om Tat Sat. Hari Hari. Thank you. And.